0: Hello everyone, DJ here. This week I'm going to talk about an almost complicated topic. There are a lot of numbers. In fact, the next several episodes that I have are going to have a lot of numbers. So I do recommend that if you're not watching the video version of this, that you take a look at the article that I post on Fridays in order to get all the numbers in front of you and hopefully things make a little more sense. But I'll do my best to make it simple for you here. Before I do that, let me get a few house cleaning things out of the way. I just want to remind everyone of the SpeakPipe widget on the website. You can send me up to a three-minute voice message and ask your question, make a comment, propose a topic for a future episode, etc. So please make use of that. If you do, I recommend that you test your microphone first because I won't be there to make sure that it is or is not recording properly. If I get a bad uh, audio, then obviously if I can't understand it, sadly I'll just have to hit delete and move on. I have had a few interesting comments from there, so thank you for those people who have made use of it so far. Also, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, I recommend that you go to iTunes or Stitcher and do that please make use of the subscribe button over here on the left-hand side or your right on the video, and hit subscribe there. We're about to top the three-digit mark, which will be quite an accomplishment for this tiny little channel, and I thank you for those who've subscribed so far. So let's dive into our topic and see what we can see with that. So this week, I'm going to talk about deducting survivor benefit premiums from VA compensation. It's not as bad as it really sounds, especially when I say there are a lot of numbers. Once you break it down, it's not that scary at all. So don't worry, it's not going to be that bad. But as uh, so many of these topics originate, it started with, a retired service member who came to see me with a question. This person had been put on the Permanent Disabled Retired List, or PDRL. This individual, Sergeant First Class Noah Webster, obviously I changed the name for privacy reasons, was retired with a 100% Army disability rating and a 100% disability rating from the Veterans Administration or VA, as I'll say for the rest of this. His retired pay from the military had a cap of 75%. See, we're already getting into numbers here, but don't worry. In fact, on the video, I will put some numbers down at the bottom of the screen so you can follow along. So his retired pay capped at 75% for an E-7 was $3,322 per month. These are last year's dollar amounts, just in case you're following along with pay scales and whatnot. His compensation from the VA was $3,167.13 per month. Now, I've mentioned in previous episodes that disability retired pay, pay resulting from a medical retirement is always affected by anything you receive from the VA. So there's always going to be an offset. I informed Sergeant First Class Webster of this when he retired, so he was not surprised when that eventually occurred. What did catch him off guard was receiving a bill from the Defense Finance and Accounting Service, DFAS, for survivor benefit premiums. Now, as a side note, I'm sure that I told him about this possibility, but it's not astonishing that he did not remember. When you're in the middle of retirement, it's like being in the middle of a storm, and it's easy to forget this fact or some other fact. So forgetting one thing or another is not surprising at all, not unexpected at all. It happens all the time. Anyway... Sergeant First Class Webster came to see me recently with a bill from DFAS. The bill was for the remainder of the survivor benefit premium that he still owed. It might be redundant, saying it that way, but oh well. So how did all this happen? Well, let's take a look at the numbers. So Sergeant First Class Webster's retired pay from the military side was $3,322 per month. His VA compensation, to repeat, is 3167 and 13 pennies per month. And since I've mentioned the VA, VA offset, let's see what that does to his retired pay. So when you take 3167 13 from 3322 you have a remainder of $154.87. Now, when he retired... Sergeant Webster elected to cover his spouse under the Survivor Benefit Plan, or SBP. The SBP premium in his case worked out to 6.5% of his retired pay. So how much is that? Well, $33.22 times 6.5% equals $215.93. So here's what happened. After accounting for the VA offset, DFAS took what was left of his retired pay and applied it to the survivor benefit premium. You can see how that happens in what I put next on the screen here. Or if you're listening in podcast land, then you'll have to listen to my explanation. Sorry, guys. So $215.93 minus. $154.87, leaves $61.06, still owed. So as you can see, there's a balance due for the SDP premium, $61.06. DFAS sent Sergeant Webster a bill for this amount. I'll show the bill in in this breakdown as we go. Then break it down by sections. And on podcast land here, I have the bill available in the references section so you can download it and see what's going on. Don't worry, it's been sterilized so there's no personal information that can be leaked. So when you look at this, uh, don't be scared. Uh, In fact, uh, there's a good bit of it you can ignore completely. There's a section for the Retired Servicemen's Family Protection Plan, which is obsolete. It was replaced by the Survivor Benefit Plan decades ago. But DFAS still uses the statement that covers both because there are still people walking around who are covered by that old plan. So, as with anything with numbers, this can appear intimidating, But when we break it up into small pieces, it's not as scary. We can make better sense of it that way. Now, when you're looking at this, you know, the top section is pretty simple. It's just, you know, basic info about the retiree name, address, etc. And the rest is instructions on what to do if you're going to send a check to pay the remainder of the bill. But let's get into the real numbers here. The next section, about the top third, is any amount owed from prior billings. Since this was the first bill that Sergeant Webster received, there was no prior amount shown in this section. So we're already halfway through this statement. See? It's getting easy. Now we're going to get into the meat of the matter. The first line you see in the next section is the balance from the previous section above, zero. And since there's no balance due, the second line shows no interest due for that amount. Okay, so far? Hope so. All right. So you can really just kind of ignore everything I've said to this point. Um, Kind of, I don't want to belittle what I've said, but now we're getting into the real information. So the third line in this section is this month's survivor benefit premium, $215.93, as we said earlier. The line after that displays how much of the premium was deducted from Sergeant Webster's retired pay, in this case, $154.87. So now we're going to skip down to the second-to-last line in this section, and we see that he still owes... The amount we figured earlier, $61.06. Now we're down in the bottom third of this statement. We're almost done. It's actually pretty easy, isn't it? So this next section tells the retiree that any unpaid survivor benefit premiums will be deducted from this retired pay. Well, that's happened. And if there's anything left after this deduction, and taxes and other garnishments that might happen, then whatever's left will be paid to him. If not, if there's no money remaining, then obviously he would receive nothing. The next part of the section tells him how to pay the remainder of the survivor benefit premium. That's actually where we are now. Down at the bottom of the page, and this last part of the statement is just a payment stub that can be removed and sent along with a check to cover the remaining premium. So if the member chooses to pay by check, this stub makes it real easy. He doesn't have to put all sorts of extra information on the check. So what did Sergeant Webster do in this particular case? Well, first of all, I advised him to go ahead and pay with a check this month's survivor benefit premium and probably next month as well. I told him just go ahead and expect to have to pay that out of pocket. But what about future billings? Isn't there an easier way to pay survivor benefit premiums rather than paying out of pocket every month? Actually, yes. Hence the whole purpose of this episode, right? So you see that survivor benefit premiums, can be deducted from VA compensation if there is not enough retired pay to cover it. It can actually be deducted from combat-related special compensation as well, but that's another matter. So in contrast to so many things with government and money where you expect things to be horribly complicated, this is incredibly simple. One form, one piece of paper, DD form, 2891 uh, will do this, and like so many things, it looks scarier than it actually is. It's one sheet of paper, one side only, believe it or not, and half of the page is instructions. So you're really not doing a whole lot of work here. So just like the survivor benefit plan bill that he got, I'm going to include a sample of DD-2891, so you can follow along. And I'll also split into sections and show it on the screen for you. Again, podcast land, please go to the references section and follow along with the example that you see there. And on the video, whenever you see me plants to my right, you know your left, you know, it's just kind of an involuntary thing. On the other screen here, I'm recording the audio as a separate uh, track. I actually get better audio quality that way. So, don't worry whenever I glance that way. I'm just looking at the indicator moving to the right, showing the audio file. It's just a little distraction. No big deal. Alright, so let's look at DD-2891. It's not scary at all. Even though it looks that way at first, all forms look scary until you break it down. But most of this you actually don't even have to do yourself. The first section with any real... Heck, the, the first... Okay, it wasn't half. The first third of this form is just a Privacy Act statement. You can ignore all that and get down to the important stuff. So the first section that has any real meaning is just printed text. The example I'm showing is showing the values that we entered for Sergeant Webster. So don't, obviously don't put that amount in there if you're trying to do one of these on your own. Just showing the amount that Sergeant Webster had. So as you can see, Sergeant Webster is authorizing the Veterans Administration to deduct $61.06 from his VA compensation in order to cover the remaining premium. All he did was copy that amount from the bill he received from DFAS. That's it. Next, he tells the VA that he would like this deduction to start on April 1st. He came to see me in February, so... By the time you actually see this, it's going to be March, because I've got a few episodes posted already for the next couple of weeks. Uh, So he says when he wants the deduction to start, and then he signs and dates. Really, that's all you have to do. Now, in Section 2, we did do slightly more, just so it's that much less work for his uh, VA office to do. It's supposed to be completed by them, but... We did just a little bit more to help him out. So I had him complete the first three blocks of Section 2. And they're just his name, Social Security number, and his VA claim number, which are normally a C and your SSN. Or At least it was in his case. So that was simple enough. That was it. Sergeant Webster walked out of my office with this form and went straight to his supporting VA office. Before long, he will no longer receive any bills from DFAS. Everything will be paid for him, either out of retired pay or out of his VA compensation, and he's good to go. In fact, when you do a deduction using this form, you don't have to do it every year, because whatever COLA you receive in each upcoming year will go also into the calculation of how much your survivor benefit plan premium will will increase. So it's all handled. You don't have to worry about a thing. So that's pretty unbelievable, isn't it, that something can be so simple when you're dealing with money. Surprise, surprise, it actually is. Now, I did mention that Sergeant Webster was a PDRL, a permanent disabled retired uh, service member. This situation this owing of survivor benefit premiums, can happen to anyone. It's not just disabled or permanently disabled service members who have this occur. If you're in a similar situation, excuse me, hiccups, if you have a VA offset for your retired pay and you owe survivor benefit premiums to DFAS, this forms all you have to do. I would recommend just getting a little bit of advice from a retirement services officer to make sure everything's good, but it is pretty simple if you choose to do it yourself. Once you do this, you'll stop getting those scary bills from DFAS, and you can carry on with your life as before. Now, you will, of course, still have to pay whatever is currently owed on those premiums. Whatever bills you've already received, you will have to pay, and... uh, you know, that will have to be out of pocket. You cannot deduct arrears or money already owed from VA compensation. Surprise, surprise. That's it. That's all you've got to do. And that's it for this episode. As I said before, don't forget the speak Pipe widget on the website, rcretirement.com. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so. I did it again. Pointed the wrong way. Should be over here. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, I ask that you please go do that as well, specifically for podcast land out there. you know, Feel free to go to iTunes or Stitcher and write a quick review, a sentence or two will do, to let other people know what you think of this podcast. On the YouTube side, do the same. Comments are always welcome. In fact, you can comment not just on an individual video, but on the channel as a whole. If you go to the channel settings, the channel view, then there's a section where you can make comments about the entire channel as well. Start a discussion. That could be quite interesting as well. So, that's all I have for this week. I appreciate you being here with me. Please join me next week when we will delve into another interesting topic that hopefully can help you out as you go through retired life, or preparing for retirement. As always, thank you for being a part of this audience. You are greatly appreciated, and thank you for your service. Have a great day.